Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm a podcast host, and I'm so excited to have you here today listening to today's episode wherever you are in the world. Welcome, my gorgeous queen. Today's episode is truly, I think, my number one episode I've ever recorded before. It is such a good way to kick off the new year. Also, happy new year if you're listening to this in January. This episode is with my mother-in-law, Cynthia Gwali, and we talk about all things hearing God's voice, growing closer to him after you accept Jesus into your heart. We talked about miracles, modern day miracles, healing that still happens today, and deliverance from things that are not serving us and are not of God. This episode is jam-packed with so much goodness. Cynthia leads us through different exercises and different things that we can do to encounter and have these miracles and deliverance and healing all the things happen in our lives so I actually did bookmark below in the show notes where you can find these different exercises if you want to repeat them or do them on other days there is lots of goodness in the episode day and I did bookmark it but if you have any questions it's a lot it's a lot of information and I know there's gonna be a lot of people who are like listening to this and are thinking to themselves I've never heard this before. What is this? So feel free to always DM me on Instagram at Healthy Be Human Podcast or it's Healthy Be Human Pod. This is something that I think a lot of churches don't talk about a lot is the spiritual realm and the spiritual spirituality aspect of Christianity. I didn't know it existed. I grew up in a Christian house for most of my life. I I have a testimony if you want to listen to it. It's called My Testimony. It's a full episode on how I got back into my faith in 2021. But anyways, long story short, I didn't know what the Holy Spirit did. I didn't understand that the Holy Spirit allowed us today to minister to people and heal people from literally someone I know at my church was paralyzed and had healing and is no longer paralyzed and is completely healthy and it's so cool. So things like that still happen today and I didn't know all this until last year when I started to go to a church that talks about the Holy Spirit, talks about miracles, all the things. And so we're going to talk about it. I know it's a not super talked about thing and yeah, I hope you love it. But before we get into the show, we always start off with a self-check-in. The self-check-in is a time to just reground yourself, reflect and see how you're doing today. So wherever you are, take a nice deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with so much goodness, so much love into your beautiful body, and then exhale any doubts, any limiting beliefs, let it go with your breath. All right, first question today, ask yourself, how do I feel today on a scale of one to 10? 10 mean amazing, one being not so hot. Follow-up question is to ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened, maybe nothing happened, just starting to get real. Next question, ask yourself, what is one thing I can do today to fill my cup? Could be listening to the podcast, going on a walk, doing a workout, whatever it is, just think about it. And now I want you to tell yourself, I'm holding myself accountable to doing this thing today. Make that promise to yourself. You deserve it. And now ask yourself, have I hydrated my hot bod in the past 30 minutes? If you haven't, grab your water and hydrate your bod. If you have, grab your water and hydrate your bod. I actually love my water downstairs, so usually we do a little cheers. I guess we can do cheers. Cheers. 
to you. You're amazing. All right. Next question. Ask yourself, have I gone after my New Year's goals today? If you set goals, think about one of them. What is one baby step you can take today to making the goal happen? All right. And the final question today is I want you to ask yourself, where am I at in my relationship with God? This is a judgment-free space. So if it's your, if you're deep in your relationship with the Lord, that's amazing. But if you maybe don't even know if you believe in God, that's okay. All right. Before we get into little updates, I do have a quick little disclaimer that Cynthia wanted me to tell you. She forgot to say it on the podcast. So we do a part in the show and it will be bookmarked below for a little healing exercise. She's going to lead you through. Basically, she's going to pray over you. And in this time, she wants to make sure that you don't have the podcast in your headphones. So it's actually playing out loud. And the reason being so is so that your body can hear her voice because the she's praying over physical healing in the podcast. So a little disclaimer there. Other than that, let's get into quick updates, life updates. I am in Texas. I'm leaving today. We're driving back to Florida. It is a two-day drive. I'm really excited because I love to road trip, especially with John, my husband, and my two dogs. So much fun. It has been a great time being here, honestly. I I definitely, definitely am excited to go home though because I am, I think I'm a homebody. I love being home. I love to travel like a couple times, maybe like once a month I like to travel, but I love my home and I, I'm so grateful for my community and I'm so grateful for the warm weather. It's been freezing in Texas, but other than that, it's been great. We celebrated Christmas and it was honestly so cool because I think it was the one of the first times that the whole day was just centered around Jesus. It was so cool. We did a little church. The We're at a ranch and so there's not a lot around. So we did a church in the house. We worshiped a lot and it's just been really cool. I feel like we've just done a lot of awesome things to just grow closer to the Lord and really celebrate him. We also did yesterday, it was really fun, a little prayer walk. So John, me, and his dad all walked around the ranch and we just prayed out loud and worshiped and it was really cool. Tend to recommend that. Otherwise, I've been teaching a lot of classes. So I've had some live classes for my Pilates Studio Sweaty Studio. If you don't already know, I do have a Pilates Studio and it's online so you can do it from wherever, whenever. I have live classes once a week and so I've been doing it. I think I did more than once a week this week because it's New Year's and we're kicking off our Pilates challenge called the Best Self Pilates Challenge. You can join it still. I'll link it below and I'm offering a free month until the 6th of January. So I'll also link that promo below and you can grab your free month of Pilates. There is truly no excuse to not start your Pilates journey if you've been wanting to do it because I'm giving you a free month and there's a challenge with all the workouts program for you. I'm a certified fitness instructor, so I'm certified in Pilates, certified in bar, I'm a holistic health coach. So I program all the stuff and it's legit. (laughs) All right. And other than that, it's been literally so much fun and think that's kind of most of the updates but let's get into the episode it is jam-packed with goodness it's long you need to pause it break it up do what you got to do 
soak it in and I hope you love this episode. Let me know seriously how you like it. You can always DM me on Instagram, Healthy Be Human Pod. All right, let's get into the show. Meet Cynthia. Hello, welcome to Healthy Be Human. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, it's got great to be here. <laughs> it's glad to be here. <laughs> glad to be here. <laughs> Cynthia, tell us a little bit about how you got into your faith and just a little backstory about you. Well, I didn't have parents that necessarily brought me to church more than to see pretty churches when we traveled kind of thing and maybe Easter. I had grandparents who would take us to like vacation Bible school or Sunday school. So I did grow up knowing about God a little bit. And um, when I was uh, about 15, I and this is just putting it all out there right and early, but you asked the question. Um, I had um, been raped and then basically went into like, well, no one's ever going to want to marry me. So... I just kind of became like a very loose woman, yeah, a 14 year old, um, and very um, self sabotaging. And just, I just wanted to die. And so I was like, drugs, alcohol, lying. I, I just, it was a bad time in my life. But when I got herpes, that was like the, okay, now no one will ever want to even date me. And I just was, I just was desperate to die and so I asked the Lord to take me home but if he could still use my life I would become a missionary or a nun or whatever people who don't have sex do I'd do that for him and um and don't you know the devil is a liar because yes I did uh date and I was honest about that and they chose to stay with me anyway and um I have four children my youngest of whom you married. And, and so all of those like fears and the shame and everything, um, that just, it just wasn't from the Lord. Um, but, but when I gave my life to him, then I started, I switched schools, repeated my sophomore year. And so then I started going to, uh, just a church that my, this lady brought me to, and I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And once that happened, I started actually understanding scripture. So before that, I would try to read the Bible, and it was a little dry and boring. And I would stop reading the Bible before I finished Genesis kind of thing. <laughs> but once I had the Holy Spirit in me, which I didn't understand how that, like how that's different from just believing in God, I started being able to not only read the Scripture, but like understand it while I was explaining it to someone else. It was like really cool. And so that's really when I would say my faith came alive. Okay, there's so much to unpack there. But I think the first thing is when you pray to the Lord, asking him to take you home to heaven. And then you're like, well, if you still want to use me during that time frame, how did you, because I know that there's a lot of pressure in the church, specifically around sex before marriage. I had something I experienced was a little church hurt around that and purity culture, all of that. How did you overcome that and not let that, the lie from the enemy telling you shame, guilt, all those things. How did you allow that to not pull you away from the Lord, but you press into the Lord even deeper? Okay, so I think I compartmentalized it. And when I left schools, I was like, that was me then. This is me now. And I'm not going to have sex until I'm married. And I, I mean, I slipped into that. Um, it's very hard when you're like used to a certain behavior leading to a certain behavior to even just kiss a person and then just nothing else happens. Um, and I was very programmed to like go all the way without even thinking about it. Mm. 
and my hormones were raging because I was 14 and 15 and and then I was 16 and repenting but really good looking strong guy and it would happen and then I'd say ah, I don't want to do that I'm not doing it till if we if we do it again we got to break up because I am not doing this till I got married and then it happened again and the guy's like so much for the promise and I'm like what promise like in that moment I was like literally what problem I wouldn't even talking about because I just was so like I don't know it was like this thing that just kind of I got carried away with and then I was like so I was I really tried to be pure the problem with trying to be pure you know and be perfect is that I had a lot of spiritual things going on that I think made me had have a propensity for promiscuity things that I had inherited that I was unaware of from my forefathers who were did the things that I was being kind of overpowered to do and so there was that acting in my life which I wasn't aware of until this year I wasn't going to church when I got to college I didn't have a car I'd go to the Catholic Church and it was like mass and communion and I liked it and I went to Campus Crusade for Christ which is now something else but I just it just seemed fake and so I didn't find my people in college and so by the middle of my sophomore year I was like trying to be holy well not really holy I would say just trying to not have sex okay that was my not drugs not drinking and not sex but other things yes but not sex because I didn't think oral sex was a sex but anyway and this is my daughter-in-law that I'm talking to so yeah we're very open so basically I I did end up with no support I wasn't reading the Bible I was I didn't really have a prayer life I was just going to school and I was on the rowing team and I ended up getting sexually involved again. And at that point, I just didn't have the foundation to help me walk the life of purity. It's not like the church was telling me I was ashamed. I was ashamed of my past, but now this was my present. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, how do I compartmentalize this? So I actually was pregnant when I got married. And it was like, I was having sex with him. I We knew we wanted to marry each other. I prayed, God, would you please just see us as married? Because I just, I just... He, he just was irresistible and I just like I said I had all these things working so I didn't feel judged by the church I didn't um I felt judged by myself I felt condemned and um it's one of those things where you know in the moment it just it's like it seems so I don't know it's like the enemy tempts you with something and as soon as you take the bait then he slams you over the head and insults you and slanders you and makes you feel guilty and all this stuff and so I was kind of in this cycle of like in the moment not feeling that, but afterwards feeling a lot of shame and guilt and regret and stuff. Yeah. So what's the difference between conviction versus condemnation? Right. So conviction comes from the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is like it, the part of God that is like the, that lives in us. And the Holy Spirit searches the, the very mind of God the Father and, it's, and our hearts as well. And it's the Holy Spirit is very sensitive. And so when I do something like the other day, I was going to bring this book with me on deliverance, actually. Um, I was going to bring this book with me to a clinic where my mother-in-law had physical therapy. And I felt um, in my spirit, I felt like I like my peace went away. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's very subtle. And I said, am I not supposed to bring this book? And I set it back down on the table and I felt my peace come back to me. And I was like, okay, I don't know why. I don't know what I'm going to do during therapy, but I'm just going to sit there because I'm not bringing the book. That's fine. And But I listened to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, what I didn't know, and this is in Cali, Colombia, where there's 40, there's 4 million people in the city. I know like 10 people. 
when we came down the elevator afterwards, we ran into one of the people that I know and her daughter, whom I hadn't met. And these are people that aren't like, like they're Catholic background, but not like, you know, there were a lot of things in her home that gave me like, okay, they have this statue of this Thai God, whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so we ended up talking and afterwards I was like, that's why the Lord didn't want me to bring the book on deliverance. Cause they would have said, Oh, what are you reading? And if I told them some people ain't ready for that. Yeah. And it would have been maybe not the right conversation that we needed to have. So for me, that that's conviction. Condemnation is, let's say I didn't listen to the Holy Spirit and I brought the book. And then they said, what are you reading? And then I told them. And there was this awkward moment. And then I get in the cab and then I feel ashamed. Mm -hmm. I feel like, oh, I ruined it. This is just awful. There's no saving this moment. Oh, no, I, I should have listened. <laughs> da, 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 da. And it's like, that's not from the Lord. That's from the enemy. And so the condemnation is where your your identity is under assault. You're, you know, you're just, you're feeling judged. And that's not from the Lord. Mm -hmm. The Lord leads us to repentance with his kindness. And that, that to me is the difference. That's such a good way of explaining it. And I definitely struggled myself with a lot of condemnation, especially with just that purity culture thing I was talking about with church hurt, all of that. I felt... It was self-condemning, kind of similar to what it sounds like you were going through. I'd feel so guilty for it. I wanted to be close to the Lord, but it was just like a cycle. And it's so cool how he redeems us. I wanted to move into how do you hear the Lord's voice and decipher if it's your mind, if it's the enemy, or if it's the Lord, or if it's something else. Because I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. They accept the, accept the Lord in their hearts, and they're like, okay, wait, what? how do I hear his voice? Hmm, that's really good. Well, I will tell you that like the the more I walk with the Lord, the more I hear from the Lord. He is always talking. We're not always dis discerning his voice. Mm -hmm. um, in my early walk, um, there would be like these moments where I was like, and then I heard the Lord say, I will give you a son. That would be your husband. You know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, stop everything. The Lord told me I will give you a son. In my maturity that I have now, I would say, tell me about that. You know, like, tell me more, Lord. I'm listening. When When is that going to be? Because it wasn't the night. That, that night that he told me that, I'm like, we have to have sex right now. Otherwise, I won't get the sun. Well, that was immaturity because God didn't need me to keep his promises. Mm -hmm. And 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 um, anyway, so the Lord spoke to me but I had the opportunity to stay in conversation but I was so unused to hearing from him that I just was like <gasps> you know oh there I, but I, I gotta make this happen but mm -hmm. no he made it happen and so um so now it's like like this morning when I woke up I, I um this week I just didn't really hear that much from him but we also had like literally 26 people staying <laughs> over last night let's just say it's been a little bit busy but this morning I went in and I was going to start praying. And before I even approached his throne or like praised him or thanked him or anything, I was just hearing, I will kiss. Now, how do I know that's a Lord's voice? Well, I'm, I'm sitting there ready to journal. I'm not thinking I will kiss. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So what I do in my journals, I'll put a parenthesis where it's God talking. And I just wrote, I will kiss. And it just went on the forehead of the one who turns to me and, and repents. And I 
will embrace them and I will fall to the floor with them and I will gather every tear of repentance and sorrow that falls from their eyes and he's just and I'm just writing it down and this is not so I know it was not me because it's it's him talking I don't even know it's hard to determine but like those are not my words I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold I would but that's those aren't my thoughts and so there's three different sources of our thoughts. One is like our own mind. Like, oh, my foot hurts. Well, that's me. God's foot doesn't hurt, right? Then the other voice is the Lord's voice. If you only knew what is possible, you would pray without ceasing. That is something else he told me this morning. That's the Lord's voice. The other third option is the enemy's voice, which was... When she sees that, she's going to run off. She's this, Your whole family's going to fall apart. This is going to bring division. This is this fear-mongering. Yeah, fear-mongering. And I have to, like, be all alert and sober-minded to say no to the wrong voice. I receive not only if the Lord's going to say something, write it down. Where would we be if the prophets didn't actually write down what they heard the Lord say? I mean, this. so being willing to just be ready for the Lord to speak to you and have a pen in your hand it shows respect to the Lord and like I'm coming to you Callie and I'm I'm expecting you to say something I'm leaning in my ears are open you can ask him please open my ears but you have to have the Holy Spirit (laughs) otherwise how can you hear what's not there and so to have the Holy Spirit you need to be forgiven of your sins because the Spirit is holy and doesn't come into unholiness. So how do you hear the voice of the Lord? Great question. First, receive the forgiveness that God has paid for with the death of Jesus on the cross. Let's get into that. For anyone who is listening to this and maybe they have been to church a couple times, maybe they've never been to church, maybe they've never heard the story of Jesus and they're like, what are you talking about? They're still listening because they're like, this is interesting, but I'm like, what is happening? Let's just quickly give someone listening just the opportunity to hear the story of Jesus yeah and I just want to say first of all God does heal people that aren't believers a lot of times when um, we're going into like a mission field he'll do the healing so that they'll understand that he's real or he'll do the deliverance and then people are like oh this is not this is not an exclusive country club with expensive drinks this is more like an, an all-inclusive with free admission. So this is, you know, the healing and all of that is not exclusively for believers, but to hear the Lord and to be able to minister to other people in healing, you have to go through these steps. And so the Bible in one minute would be (laughs) that God created the world and he created Adam and Eve without sin. And he gave them the opportunity to make a choice to trust him or not trust him by putting a tree in the garden with the knowledge of good and evil. They had free will. We don't know how long they were in the garden before they ate the fruit, but they ate the fruit. It doesn't matter what kind of fruit it was. They knew they weren't supposed to, and they did. Satan had come in. He convinced them that God wasn't actually going to do what he said he was going to do. So if your first thing Satan does is questions God's authority and his word. So once they sinned, in chapter 3 of Genesis, God's already talking about the one he will send, the son of a woman which all other people were like the son of this guy, this guy. It was all about the fathers. But the son of the woman would be Jesus. So Genesis chapter 3, he's already talking about Jesus. All through the Old Testament, he's giving symbols of Jesus, like the rock that Moses struck and water flowed out of it, and the uh, serpent held upon the, the 
thing by Moses and people looked at the serpent and they didn't die from these snake bites. And so there's like foreshadowings of Christ. There's um, Daniel, the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire and they weren't consumed by it. And there was a fourth man in the fire. That's pre-incarnate Christ. I mean, so Jesus is like all through the Bible. Even Isaiah. Well, Isaiah, That's then you get into the prophecies, and there's like hundreds of prophecies about what the Messiah, the Savior, will be like. Why did we need a Savior? Because after Adam and Eve, we had like the generational curse of sin in our lives. And so we had these things working in us, as we've all experienced, which drive us to sin. And so when we sin, it separates us from God. But like you want to hear God's voice, well, we have to be reconnected to his voice mm. so we can hear his voice. So we have to deal with the sin. Unfortunately, I just don't have what it takes to to never, ever, ever, ever sin in omission, word, deed, thought, da, 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 da. But the Lord gave the Israelites a practice of sacrificing animals so that the blood would cover our sins. And that was a foreshadowing of the death of Jesus on the cross. So basically the life of Jesus, he was born of a virgin. He did not sin. He lived a, a perfect life and people respected him as a carpenter for 30 years. The fact that he never broke a bone in 30 years, the fact that he never sinned in 30 years to me is like, we don't talk about it because it's not gone into detail, but it's pretty amazing. But then once he was baptized at 30 and the Holy Spirit came on him, then he started to operate in power. He was always the son of God, but he, he learned and he grew first. Then he was baptized, not only by water, by his cousin John, but in the Holy Spirit. And once he did that, he started to do the miracles, whether it's turning water to wine, healing the blind, raising the dead for three years. And then because the religious establishment hated him because he was preaching a better way and everyone was excited about him and they were jealous, they looked for a way to kill him. But this actually uh, fulfilled prophecy from what you were talking about is Isaiah. And so by the, Jesus being crucified on the cross, he was the lamb to stop all sacrifices. He was the final lamb that would be sacrificed. The lamb had to be without blemish. It had to be a male. And it he was actually born during Passover. So the, the shepherds were in the field watching their flocks by night because they were Passover lambs. And he went to be crucified at the same time that the Passover lambs were being sacrificed. So he is the Passover lamb. And that means that when the angel of death comes to me, it has to pass over me because I am covered with the blood of the lamb. Does that make sense? So it's a lot. There's a lot of details. It's amazing. It's amazing. But basically, it all comes down to John 3.16, where mm -hmm. Nicodemus asked Jesus, what do I have to do to, to be saved? And he said, believe in the one that God sent. And he said, do you have to be born again? And Nicodemus said, how can I go back in my mother's womb and be born again? He said, well, there's born of, you know, blood and, and, and water and the spirit. You need to be born in the spirit. So how do we do that? We have to accept that our own righteousness doesn't get us to heaven, but more importantly, into right relationship with God here on earth. It's not just about where you're going to go when you die. It's about how you're going to live in this world. It's not easy. And so we have the opportunity to pray and ask Jesus to come in and to be our Lord and Savior. And we ex we're just accepting his blood over our unrighteousness to cover it so that we are covered by his righteousness. Mm -hmm. 
And that puts us in right relationship with God the Father. So for someone who's listening and they want to do that, how would they go about praying that? Well, you would just simply, you don't have to close your eyes. That's, you can, because if it helps you focus, but to pray, you just talk to God and he's everywhere. He's what, it's called omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. And so when we talk to God, he's faithful to hear us. And so all we have to do is just speak out loud and say, Lord Jesus, I know that my righteousness, and you can repeat this after me if you want to, is not enough to overcome all of my sin. I need your blood to cover my sin. Would you come into my heart today? Would you sit on the throne of my life to reign and rule and be yourself? Forgive me for my sins. I repent from doing things my own way. I receive your forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. First of all, that's so exciting if you spoke that and I want to support you. So if you, we have a group chat that has, it's a community of I think most of the people in it are believers, but it's we have little virtual Bible studies and it's a great place to connect with other people who are also believers and you can always DM me as well if you have any questions on Instagram, just throwing it out there. But I want to just move into the next steps because this is where I think a lot of people get, right? They accept Jesus and it's like, oh my gosh, this is incredible, but what's next? How do they really take the next steps, dive deep into their faith and fully live out the life that God planned for them? That's such a big question. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Now that you have been cleansed, you are now a vessel that is sanctified. It is holy, which means you are now able to receive the Holy Spirit. There's part of kind of a a um, sanctification of through the Holy Spirit that comes from just asking Jesus in because Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God the Father are one but we can make more room and say I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and so now you can just say Holy Spirit would you come would you fill me from my feet to the top of my head If there's anything taking up room, reveal it to me and I will make more room for you because I want more of you. And that's kind of a lifelong process because we need to do that every day. You don't put gas in your car one time and then go, well, we're good for 100,000 miles. And it's not that the Holy Spirit leaves, but if we stop making him feel welcome, he doesn't barge in. He doesn't just take over. He's... Mm -hmm. He's so gentle and, and sensitive. And so when we listen to the kind of music or watch the kind of shows, and da, 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 we can make him feel very uncomfortable. And we can experience much less of him because we have not been a good host to him. Does that make sense? But once we have the Holy Spirit, now go back and reread John. Go back and reread Acts. Go back and reread Romans. Or read it for the first time. And those are at the, at the very end of the Bible, kind of in the last 25%, those three books. And, and you'll see that with the Holy Spirit, it's not just words on a page anymore. 
those words come alive. And I can even say this past year, it's been really cool because I never grew up really understanding what the Holy Spirit was, even though I grew up in a Christian household, went to church. A lot of the churches we went to didn't actually talk about the spiritual realm and talk about the Holy Spirit and talk about how miracles do still happen today for us. Deliverance happens all the time. And so this past year, I was really introduced to it. And it's the coolest thing because the word, the Bible is living and I will read the same thing two days in a row and see something entirely different. And that's because what I do is I ask the Holy Spirit before I read the Bible, Holy Spirit, I just welcome you. I pray you'd reveal to me what the Lord wants to say to me as I read this. And then sometimes I'll have a book in the Bible pop into my mind, the chapter, and I'll open it and read it. Other times I'll be reading just something that I've been reading if I'm reading through Ephesians or whatever and I just see totally new things and it's the coolest thing ever and like you were saying earlier how you felt like you'd read the Bible and it's very dry and you didn't really know what it was talking about this has completely changed everything for me I actually understand it and not everything not everything yeah but a lot of it I'm understanding in a totally different way let's get into miracles oh my goodness this stuff is so cool healing miracles deliverance before we do this, though, do you mind just explaining to them a little bit about the spiritual realm, how it works, and how this miracles and healing still happen? I'm so glad you asked me to start with, because I, I sometimes I just like jump right in. Um, so what one thing to understand, and and you know, that this might be new to you, and just just look into it. There is basically the world that we see with our eyes, and then there is the spiritual realm and kingdom and all of these other things that are more real than what we see with our eyes. I mean, if you just look at the vis- visible spectrum, I mean, from biology, when you're studying the human eye, they have this spectrum of light. And let's say that we, when you put up the whole spectrum, it's like a uh, two meters mm-hmm. wide, right? This whole spectrum. What we can see is like two inches, out of that two meters we can't see x-rays gamma rays alpha rays we the visible spectrum is is like two inches of that three meters that's all we can see with our eyes snakes actually can see in like infrared i mean it's like mind-blowing deep sea creatures and whatever they see in different wavelengths Mm. and so that's why this hubble telescope and everything they actually take these invisible to us rays and convert them into visible so that we see that something's there. So let's just acknowledge what we see doesn't tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. And when you start seeing miracles happen, you realize the powers that are doing these things are more powerful than my biceps and my quadriceps and everything else. So there's a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Now, I talked about Adam and Eve and that sin passing on to all of mankind. In the spiritual realm, there is like an inheritance that we get from our forefathers. And sometimes they pass on good things. And the God's word says that for those who bless the Lord, the Lord will bless them for a thousand generations. But for those who curse him, he will allow these curses to come against them. And it doesn't, he's not sending him, but it, but we are only not cursed because he's protecting us from them. So you're basically lifting his protection from you through our sin and rebellion, that sin will visit the generations to the third and fourth generation. So that means that something that your great-grandfather did 
can actually make your life harder. What's an example of that? An example would be adultery. I don't want to, I hate, I hate saying that because it's, it's not judging my forefathers, but there's been adultery, masturbation, fornication, which is sex outside of marriage. It, there's just been all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when I was born, what that, what that meant coming down to me, and this is one of the things I like didn't even know I was struggling with, was actually a spirit of whoredom that I was, I was just born with it because of what came down from my ancestors. And so as a baby, people would be like calling me sexy. And as a little girl, like taking pictures like in poses and whatever. And, and, and in, I was like eight, I, like, I didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And people called me a slut. Like I hadn't done, I hadn't done anything. Mm-hmm. And in middle school, people were like talking about me like I was dirty and I was a virgin. And then when I was raped, it was like, but, but why did he come against me? Why was, why was this, you know, like, why were the, why was I seen that way as a sex object? But I didn't realize until honestly, like two weeks ago when I broke this off, I didn't realize that what, what everyone was calling me a slut was because I had this spirit on me and it came across as like dirty sex because of what came down from my ancestors and like I mean I remember one day I was like walking right behind my sister like shadowing her like to annoy her kind of but like being her shadow right behind her but but my dad looked at me doing that and to him it looked dirty because I was like right behind her I don't even know he kicked me for doing it because it looked like sexual to him but it's because I had this spirit on me that even when I was innocent, I looked guilty. So then when I was lost my virginity and, and all that, it was like, oh, I guess it's true what everyone has said about me. And it was awful. And so that's an example. And so I went through deliverance for the first time in January. And I, it was kind of a group thing. And I was um, renouncing all of these things. And when I got to masturbation, I stopped. I, 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 I kept saying the words because I was reading it. But I was like, I didn't think that was a sin. And so I was like, I, but I felt like this tightness in my throat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't want to start coughing and gagging. And I don't even know what kind of deliverance was going to happen. But I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. And I don't think this is even a sin and whatever. So over lunch, so like nothing happened, right? But over lunch, I was like, how is that a sin? Like, I actually thought that was a good thing because, like, if you're trying to be pure and that's just, like, you're taking care of your physical needs so you, you're not as tempted. And, and they were like, yeah, but you're having sex with yourself. And what I learned later is that, like, there's a whole spirit of masturbation. And I didn't know that. And this is, like, why people, they start out with pornography and then they're like, all turned on and there's nobody there but them and then it turns into masturbation and da, 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 da. and that next thing you know the spirit comes in it's not it doesn't start that way unless they're like me where they were like born with this master kind of group of stuff from ancestors mm-hmm. um in which case it's already there and then it's like just on fire you know and then the person like cannot go to sleep without looking at porn and you know masturbating whatever so i'm like oh so then, um, then I went through, after that, I went through like one-on-one deliverance mm-hmm. from all those things. But still, um, a couple months ago, I was next to somebody and like this sexual urge just like came up in me. And this is like, I'm like, what the heck? And it was hard to concentrate and whatever. And I'm like, where is this coming from? And so I actually 
scheduled an appointment with the woman who worked with me in deliverance to like go through this again because something stayed mm-hmm. and because that, that's not me and now I know you know because there were the voices but I wasn't trained I wasn't raised that that Christians could even have um, evil or demonic influence or generational curses or any of these things and so I I thought that whatever I felt was me it's kind of like you're hearing God's voice but you think it's yours whatever so so what I've learned is like when something just like jumps in that's not always there and it's like this is not me I'm recognizing that as this is coming from somewhere else and that's not something that God wants me to have is some crazy hair sexual drive for this random person and I'm like, nope. So we went through it again. And that's when she really named that master spirit of whoredom. And we went through the adultery. And we went, we did it again. And I and I was freed from that. But I knew it was there because it popped up. But, but because I've gone through this process of like spiritual cleaning out the house kind of thing. Now I'm so sensitive that I know if there's something there that needs to leave. Because I, I have a new normal. Mm-hmm. which is cleaner and clearer and so little things stand out more kind of yeah. like when you clean your house yeah yeah it made me think of also like just with our gut I recently learned this when your gut bacteria is I think like 75 percent and above you feel amazing but then the second it drops below that level you can tell so I think it's I just thought of that because it seems very similar but for someone listening in they're like what the heck <laughs> what are what are, what <laughs> Let's first get into the question that I think so many people have is one, can Christian have Christians have demons? And then two, is it what you see in horror movies? Oh. Because when I first heard about deliverance, I was like, I don't think I'm possessed. Like, I don't think I'm like that kind of person. And also I think there's a lot of the instant reaction is like it's just I don't know I've just seen people like pull away immediately so I want to just dive into that okay that's a really good question because um I two years ago was talking to my uh, neighbor and she said I think my husband has a demon and I said what isn't he filled with the Holy Spirit she said yeah and I said well then he can't have a demon because he's full of the Holy Spirit I honestly believe that two years ago and last January, I mean, almost one year to the date, I um, I felt the Lord was calling me to do a fast. So I said, well, and now I hear from the Lord. So I'm like, well, how long? He said, 21 days. I said, what do you want me to give up? And he's like, social media and uh, wine and gluten and games on your phone. And he just has a list of things. And I'm like, okay. And so, but I also read through the whole New Testament in 21 days. And I also prayed every day and whatever. In that time... I went to this retreat and it was all about deliverance. The one where I had the thing coming up in my throat. Okay. Went to that, went to something else, found this local minister to do the one-on-one. That was day 20 of that fast. Mm -hmm. So the Lord was leading me to a fast because he, I needed to know that this can happen. I just got done reading Derek Prince's book, They Shall Expel Demons. And it does a really good job of kind of going back into the history of why why does the church not acknowledge that demons can impact Christians? And one of the reasons is actually the Bible translation, NIV, New International Version, they do a really poor job on this one phrase, um, and they use the word possessed. 
you said, I can't be possessed by a demon. Well, the truth is we cannot be possessed because I am possessed by the Lord. He owns me. I gave my life to him. He owns me. I cannot be possessed by the devil. He cannot take possession of me, mm-hmm. right? They translated the word oppressed to me to say possessed. So Christians are right who say we can't be possessed because we can't be possessed. But can we be demonized? Can we be oppressed? Can we be influenced? Can we be harassed? I will tell you the demons are terrorists. Yes, we can be. I have been. And um, and now I'm just mad. <laughs> that I, like at the ground that they took and how they took advantage of my ignorance, yeah. you know, and like stole like marital bliss and peace from me because I didn't, I was denying the fact that there could be anything mm-hmm. because I'm, I belong to the Lord and I'm full of the Holy Spirit. Well, it's complicated. Like I feel really, really big because how can I have so many things inside me? Like all of my cells and all of my everything. Um, but yet I've experienced it. So, um, so yes, we can be demonized. It is nothing like the movies. I think those movies were made by Satan himself <laughs> to to make people think this is really scary. You must have your head twisting around to and throwing up blah, 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 to um to you know need this. And then the, the priest like runs out scared in these things. And if you haven't seen it, don't go see it. Like all these movies are just like scaremongering people because we all need deliverance. The church needs deliverance, yeah. big time. And it, and um, so so yes, we we can have these. I I just think of them as like evil, evil um, forces, generational curses, all those things working against us. I just thought of it reminds me of a fly buzzing around you, and it's like let's say you're really focused on reading your book, and you have a fly that like won't stop, just buzzing in your ear. That's what I think of as a demon. It's just like this annoying bug that just is distracting, is pulling you away from the Lord, that isn't serving you. And I also think we were talking about this a couple of days ago, how with deliverance, it's not always a one-time thing. It's like peeling back layers of an onion. <laughs> Takes time. <laughs> There's a lot of things. Yeah, no, definitely. When I when I did it in January, I'm like, okay, well, I'm free. And then I had this, you know, visiting pastor, whatever, and he was like prophesying over people, which is pretty cool when people can hear God's voice and then say, the Lord says this for you. That's Mm -hmm. prophesying. Um, So he looked at me, he like called me up and he's like, freedom. Everybody say freedom, Cynthia. And everyone's like, freedom, Cynthia. And I'm like, okay, Lord. I did the thing in January, so I think I'm already free. So you're going to have to show me where I'm not free. And and then my dad on Father's Day told me about how, like, I was conceived after he got a voodoo doll out of wildebeest hair in Africa. I mean, it's just like, what? And I was like, okay, well, there's there's one thing. So I dealt with that. And yeah. then... Um, and then, you know, the thing I did two weeks ago because I had this thing come up and I'm like, yeah, that's not from the Lord. And I just, nope, got to get rid of it. And now, honestly, that I'm like praying with people um, I, more than I was, there's just this whole like, it, and you said flies, my friends who like minister all the time, they call them fleas. 
you just you just get them off of you so it's like you're going into the pound and you're wanting to like get these dogs out of the cage and bring them into freedom but you get fleas on you and mm-hmm. so like when after you minister to someone you just say any spirit that's not the holy spirit leave me right now in the name of jesus christ and and they and it's just it's just just getting them off but some of them hold on stronger when you have let them in because of a lie you've believed or mm-hmm. something coming down generationally unforgiveness too. Like, yeah unforgiveness is huge that absolutely opens the door to these these you know demons demonic forces mm-hmm. whatever it is getting a grip and that's kind of like a stronghold um, and you can tell it to leave and it doesn't because it has a legal right to be there because of a belief you've confessed. So it's complicated and a lot for a whole episode. That would be like a whole other episode. A whole other, whole other series basically. But let's just quickly get into forgiveness and then move into a little bit of healing or if there's anything you can do for casting things off yourself, all that stuff. If you want to get into that. Um, but first of all, forgiveness I asked this question several days ago. I was trying to forgive something that just happened several happened years ago, honestly, and it just felt like it, I I would try to forgive. I thought I forgive, but I think about it again and it just triggered me. Yeah. So, how do you actually forgive someone? I am so excited about leading people in this, and so listener, I just want to invite you um, to participate with this. And if you're not in a place right now that you can like actually do this with me, then play it back. We'll we'll bookmark it so you yeah. can find it again. But um, but I just want you to try this, and um, I I recommend, but you can do whatever you want. That you start with something that's not. Um, the worst thing that ever happened to you because it's good to practice forgiving so that you kind of get comfortable with the steps and you see the results but as the lord leads you ask him lord what what's the first thing you want me to forgive and um and so here's here are the steps and i'm going to lead like you're sitting across from me right now i'm just going to lead you through this okay okay we're in now i want you to think about like something that's kind of triggering for you um, like this big emotion that comes up and it, it's probably a negative emotion that you don't want to feel. And I want you to think about like maybe initially the last time that emotion came up. Like, I mean, the example that comes to my mind is like you were parking at Target and somebody took your spot and you were so triggered and you don't know why. So we kind of asked the Lord, like, what was that? And it's like, well, something was taken from me that belonged to me. I thought it belonged to me and it was taken. And so then you go like, okay, well, what, when is the first time that something that belonged to me was taken from me? So kind of like just find a, um, a hurt. Actually, I was, <laughs> I was going into emotional healing, not forgiveness. I'm going to do both because it's easier. It's easier to forgive if you're healed first. Yeah, do okay. So we're doing, okay. 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 This is funny. Okay. So, so there's two, two sides. The thing is there's emotional healing and then there's forgiveness, but it's easier to forgive if you've been healed because when something bad happens to us, it puts a wound in our soul. Okay. So we're, we're, you're thinking about a thing that hurt you, right? The first time that do whatever it is, the, the high emotion, uh, came into your life. Okay. Now I want you to just like be in that scene and feel that full emotion And now I want you to just press the pause button on that video playing in your mind of that scenario. Now, we've talked earlier about how Jesus is everywhere because God is omnipresent. And so we're going to invite you, Jesus, to come right now and just stand or sit next to the listener to do this together. 
Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Now, listener, I want you to um, uh, feel the fullness of that fear or rejection or hurt or, you know, whatever it was. I want you to feel it in your heart to the fullness of feeling it. And I want you to put your hand on your chest. And I'm just going to invite you to pour that emotion. You, you need your imagination to do this. So I want you to just engage your mind and your body in doing this. Where you pour that emotion into your hand. So maybe you need two hands to hold it. And maybe your hand goes all the way down to your lap. Maybe whatever. But you pour that fear or that rejection or whatever into your hands. And you can press pause if it's going to take a minute, but I want you to just put all of it in your hands. Once you have it in your hands, I want you to just observe it and figure out like how big is it? Is it a strawberry? Is it a big black trash bag? A friend of mine recently, it was like a size of a city. It, It doesn't matter, but I just want you to observe like how big is this pain, this emotion? And now, Jesus, I'm asking you, would you reach out and would you receive this emotion from the listener? And just reach out your hand and just drop it into his hands, however big it is. could be a diamond. It could be a trash bag. I don't know. But just put it in the hands of Jesus in front of you. And he's going to take it because this is how he heals us. And now, Jesus, I'm asking you, would you, would you put those emotions into your heart? And take care of them there. And now Jesus, I'm going to ask you, would you touch the wound in the soul of the listener? And would you heal that wound right now? And it might be many wounds if it was ongoing abuse or, you know, trauma or whatever. It may be many wounds. And so again, just pause it and allow him to minister to every wound in your soul. Lord Jesus, would you do it? Would you heal the wound in their soul? Thank you, Jesus. And now that your soul is healed, that wound is healed, Lord Jesus, would you reach into your heart and would you pull out something better that's the same size of what they gave you, whether it's a strawberry or a basketball, whatever it is, would you pull something out of your heart as a gift for them? And would you hand it to them? Now just reach your hand out and just receive it. You can trust him because he loves you and he's good. And just receive it. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. And now I'm going to say just put your hand back to your chest and pour what the Lord is giving you. Pour that into your heart so that there's no space left behind by what you gave him. He wants you to be full and complete and just receive what he's giving you. And once you have that, ask yourself because you're going to know. What is it that he gave you? Thank you, Jesus. And just thank him out loud. Just say, thank you for taking my blank and giving me your blank. Just thank him. Thank him. Now, just to test it, I want you to go back and think about that scenario that triggered that emotion. And I want you to see how you see it differently now. Maybe you see where he was in that situation. But how do you experience it now? I hope that that's helpful for you. And now you, now you know how to do that. And you can do this all day, every day. You can, you can let him heal the wound in your soul by giving him the pain 
by giving him the stuff you, you don't need anymore. This is not serving a purpose. This just hurts you. You can give it to him and he'll give you something better. And so we, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for healing the wounds in our souls. Now we're going to walk through forgiveness. Okay. So let's just say for an example, um, my parking spot was stolen and the first thing that came to my mind, da, 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 and it's because um, my mom's boyfriend took our rent money and da, 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 and that, whatever, I'm, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so that's my crazy scenario. Maybe that's actually your scenario. There's nothing wrong with that. It just, it is what it is. You start by forgiving the specific thing. And we're pretty good at that. We're pretty good at saying like, and you, you, you told me like, I already forgive that. I, I, I forgave him. I forgave. Well, the fact that you're still feeling it. No, you didn't. So, <laughs> so let's go to that. So we're, we're good at saying, okay, well, I forgive, you know, so-and-so for doing such and such. So I want you to think about, you know, maybe it's related to what you just experienced the um, emotional healing for. Maybe there's another person involved there that actually hurt you. And so let's go ahead and pick out that person. And I want you to just speak out loud. I forgive that person for doing this, the thing that they did. And just list it all out. The thing that they did. And once you've done that, this gets a little challenging. I want you to say, I forgive that person for the consequences. For, for that thing. So what were the consequences in the moment in how you saw yourself and how you lived your life and how you dreamed your dreams? Like what was the real impact? Maybe it's a physical handicap. Maybe it's medical bills. I mean, I don't know. These things are, this is, this is hard work. Hard work is hard work. But this is where you say, I forgive them for, and you list out every consequence. And when you're done, then you say, Father God, would you forgive me for taking this long, whether it's two seconds or 20 years, would you forgive me for taking this long to forgive them for all, all the consequences that this has caused me? Because when we don't forgive someone, first of all, it opens up a door to the enemy to come against us in all sorts of ways. But more importantly, the Lord says, if we don't forgive others, he won't forgive us too. And so we've been walking in a spirit of unforgiveness because we were holding on to that. Maybe we thought that forgiving that person meant we were saying what they did wasn't that bad. And eh, that's not true. It was bad. You didn't deserve that. Mm -hmm. This is not condoning what was done at all. This is saying it was absolutely wrong and I choose to forgive it out of obedience to the Lord because I trust him to set me free because his way is more important to me. So Lord, would you forgive me for my unforgiveness? I receive your forgiveness, Father. I forgive myself for letting those things impact me the way that they did because you were young. You didn't know better. You didn't understand how these things work. Forgive yourself. Speak forgiveness over how you allowed that person's actions to steal your joy, to steal your faith, whatever the consequences were. Forgive yourself. Okay, now the final step in forgiveness, and this is the like, wow. But when you do this, then you're going to really be free. I want you freed me the most okay. the other day. I felt the most peace. Yeah, yeah, because you hadn't done it yet. It was so hard. It was hard, but it was really worth it.
Okay, here's what I want you to do. You say, I bless that person. It doesn't come naturally, but you're doing it because the Lord said, bless your enemies. He says, so we are blessing them. I bless them with the presence of God. I bless them with a long life. I, I bless them with the love of God. I bless them with forgiveness. I bless them with financial stability. I bless them with whatever you would bless your best friend with. Bless that person. And now your heart is going to start feeling freer, fuller, and more available to love. Mm, that is so good. And when I did that the other day, I think I forgave two things I've been holding on to forever. And I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit so much after I did it. It was so cool. And it doesn't, like you're saying, it doesn't mean that whatever they did was was okay. But we are called to forgive. And in doing so, I think it honestly just brings us even closer to the Lord and helps us encounter him in even more intimate ways. So I want to move into some healing stuff because we haven't chatted about that yet. And it's interesting because what actually... The Holy Spirit put on my heart to ask you if you're okay sharing this is you mentioned herpes and I know you have a really cool story about that testimony of healing so if you wouldn't mind sharing that with everyone before we get into healing stuff yeah so um so first of all it's a great transition point because I will tell you that um I've prayed for people who just started with the forgiveness thing and once they went through this forgiveness, and I mean major, major stuff that you're like, no human being can forgive this kind of stuff, but they did it anyway, trusting me, mm -hmm. trusting the Lord. Once they forgave, the back pain was gone. Or I've been praying for someone whose knees hurt like 10 out of 10. And then they got to where it was like, well, the right knee is okay, but the coincidentally, the spot very furthest away from me was hurting. And that to me, when it when pain moves, it's probably demonic. So it was like as far away from me as it could get. And I, and it, but it wasn't leaving when I was telling it to leave. So I said, there's someone you need to forgive. So they, I walked them through these steps of forgiveness. Then the pain was almost all gone. And then we prayed one more time and then it was all gone. Mm -hmm. So these techniques of letting the Lord heal the soul wounds and forgiveness can be all someone actually needs to experience physical healing because it takes the enemy's hands off of us when we allow the Lord to minister to us in that way. So um, you wanted me to talk about the herpes. Um, so when I was going to that Catholic church during college, in the Catholic church, before you say communion, you say words like, but only say the word and I'll be healed. And I'm, I mean, I kept thinking about the herpes. Like, you just say the word and I'll be healed. And, um, and it wasn't until about a year and a half ago ish that there was like this visiting pastor and he was like sharing these kind of prophetic words over every person and he spoke very nice things to me and da 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 and then like before he moved on to the next person he was like he just the lord just showed him he's like there's um i'm i'm seeing that in your womb area somewhere in your womb area there's an er area that has brought you a lot of pain and a lot of, you know, something. And I mean, the Lord was, he goes, I'm not going to say any more about that because this is not a gossip. 
moment. This is a moment to glorify the Lord. So I'm not going to say anything because the Lord would tell me to shut up. He's from, he's an Indian accent. He would tell me to shut up. So I'm not going to say any more about that. All right. And that's not my good accent. And so, so anyway, but he said, but I just, I just command you to be healed in the name of Jesus. And I just received it. I mean, I've been, I'd been asking the Lord to heal me, but this guy came and he just spoke it. And then I had an opportunity to t- testify before enough time had gone by for me to say, no, I don't have another outbreak, da da da, da. But like we, we were gathered together and everyone says, does anyone have a testimony from when Raj was visiting, whatever? And I'm like, the Lord was saying, testify. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe if I did not testify, I could have lost my healing mm-hmm. because the Lord wanted me to testify. Yeah. And so I stood up and I said, I feel like I'm supposed to. And this is hard to testify in this group of like beautiful, amazing, God-following, God-fearing women to stand up and say, well, you'll remember that Reg said that there was this thing in my womb area and actually I had herpes from the time I was 15 and I'm healed. So I testified and I do think that's important. Um, But then I was reading this week in my journal and I was like, I was like, I was wondering why the Lord waited so long to heal me. And then I reread my journal and I'm like, well, but I didn't, I didn't write down in this journal what I read in the other journal because I just forget stuff. And I was like, what did I, what did I, of everything that I had done that week. And so I think I was doing some deep, like commitment, soul searching preparation, knowing that this guy was coming, like just preparing myself Mm -hmm. and something. Um, But the Lord chose the day and that day he healed me Mm -hmm. and I am healed from that and he has healed me from other things but um but yeah so there is hope and the name of jesus is above the name of herpes and doctors do not have the final word unless you give them the final word but you can take it back and you can say the lord has a final word so that's amazing and that story and retelling me that i think it was two years ago and i was just like what yeah it was so cool. It was such a cool story and such an awesome testimony of the Lord's healing powers and his authority. Um, I want to get into a question that someone actually asked. And this was an incredible question that I think a lot of people wonder. So the question is, how do I have hope and encouragement if I've been praying persistently for healing or deliverance from hard things but haven't received it yet, specifically around mental health and wellness? That's a really good question, and I'm so glad that somebody asked it. I think it goes, um, I think a lot of people are afraid to ask that question because we just want to be excited. <laughs> but it. But our healing doesn't always come in a moment. Um, and I would say um, we went in the beginning of this podcast into – receiving Jesus Christ so that we could have his holiness and purity so that we can receive the Holy Spirit so that we can be led by the Holy Spirit and hear the Holy Spirit. And I would say really ask the Lord, ask the Lord and ask him to search your heart and see if there's anything that's um, displeasing to him and and work with him to, to go through those things because um, there can be generational things. I will give an example of something that I wasn't even seeking on my mental health. I wasn't even looking for it. But in my Bible study, we actually went into a renunciation of all things Freemason, which my grandfather was like 33rd degree Freemason. I didn't know that was bad. Mm -hmm. 
and it when I I read through it one year and I was like not even I was like I don't really understand what this is the second time I learned more about what it was and I'm like I'm I'm in this I'm breaking all those agreements because it's they say things like and if I break this vow may my descendants be cursed with infertility and suicide I mean they just it's like it's evil if you don't know already it's evil so I was like nope let's break all this off so I was going through all of these stuff and now back up a little bit I wanted to take my life my whole life like I I went to bed between my mattresses when I was like nine or ten to just die and I told you when I was 15 I just wanted to die and when I had you know three kids I was like I can't do this I just want to die and even during COVID I'm like I don't I didn't trust myself with a gun alone I just I had this like suicide thing that I hated in me but I didn't realize where it was coming from. And when I did this renunciation of the Freemasonry thing, I literally felt something leave me. And it was, we were renouncing this suicide thing and I felt a shift in my being and that left. And so the Holy Spirit, when when you press in and you really reach in, he can show you the root. And for me, that root of that spirit of suicide was the Freemasonry in my family. And so he wants to set us free. But the problem is if he had just set me free from the spirit of suicide and I didn't know where it came in, the door stays open. And so the spirit comes back. There are certain things that we have to cut off and shut and lock up and reject in order for our healing and freedom to really be manifest but he came to set the captives free when you're asking first for deliverance he came to set the captives free this is what he came to do so you're praying it in his will but but it takes discernment to understand like well what 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 strategy do we need to take and it you know as uh faith rises as we wait upon the lord you've heard that maybe in a song but that word wait it means to be braided into so waiting on the Lord doesn't mean, okay, well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. You know, my healing will come. No, be braided into abide in Christ. And, and then that faith will rise and your healing will come. How do you abide in Christ? Ah, well, it's a heart choice. You know, I think, I think it helps when you read scripture because then it's in you. It's in your thoughts. And when you're stepping out, remember he's with you. Mm-hmm. It's just an awareness of knowing like he's always with you. He's with me in the car. When I know he's with me in the car, I listen to music that makes him feel welcome because I want to be a good hostess to the one who's with me. And so abiding in him is like creating an atmosphere in your own heart and mind where he's welcome, where he feels like he can just be himself. Does that help? <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer. Wow. So much goodness in this episode. This is like the, probably the best episode I've ever had on the show. It's so good. Okay, I want to just end this off by if someone listening is like, whoa, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of new stuff probably for most people listening. I didn't know about it until literally the past year and it completely changed my entire life. How would you, what would you say to the person who's listening and doesn't know where to go next with all this information about deliverance, about healing. They're like, okay, how do I get rid of these unclean spirits? What do I do? I want this freedom. I want healing. I want to just get so close to the Lord. Hmm. How do you make that not be as overwhelming thing? 
know that the Lord is going to provide a path for you that's going to bring you what you need when you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, every time I've like encountered deliverance, I'm like, I want it all done now. Well, he lets us like kind of gain some ground and then like experience that new freedom in a new way, experience that healing, and then he takes us to the next thing. And so again, it goes back to abiding and trusting. But I do want to just give the Lord, we gave him an opportunity to heal emotional wounds today. And if it's okay with you, can we invite the Lord to actually heal physical things yes. right now? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. We have permission. Um, and so I've actually never done this, but I have prayed for people like over the phone. And in just so you know, like the Lord just, my assignment kind of changed um, in the past few months to one of just praying for healing for people like practically every day. And I've seen people who are going blind their vision improved according to them like 80 percent which I'm like but God 100 percent you know I'm I want I want more I want more um feet you know pain and the the foot pain thing was like early and I had prayed for the feet in this way like Lord would you touch these feet would you heal these feet and um and then when I learned more I said can I pray two weeks later I'm like how are your feet and she's like no, they're still hurting. I can't run. I said, well, can I, I should have put my hands on your feet. I should have, you know, d- prayed a little differently. Can I pray again? Mm-hmm. So this time I put my hands on her feet, but now I've told you I've done it over the phone. So it's not like you have to be in person, which is why I'm like, let's just invite the Lord yeah. to do this. But I spoke to her feet and I said, be healed in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then I asked her how she was feeling. And if there was a little bit more pain, we kept praying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is going to be kind of um, limited only because I'm not with you, listener, in in your situation and we can't have this feedback but I'm just going to get that let the Lord show off and just do what he wants to do in your life today by putting my voice into your atmosphere and inviting the Lord to where you are and letting the Lord do what he wants to do in your life mm-hmm. okay I'm just going to renounce that it's the limited Solomon the Lord can work yes Yes. I don't know what you meant. He's limitless. He, he's yes. Limitless. <laughs> he's limitless. That's right. That's right. But I w- but like in my heart, like I wish I were with yeah. you, listener, you know, so that I could have this feedback and everything. But I don't need to know. I don't need to know. If you want to share, you can DM me on Instagram at Healthy yeah. Be Human Pod and I will pass it along to Cynthia. Yeah, fun. <laughs> fun. So um so we're just gonna talk to the Lord like we did earlier and um and and Jesus, I'm just inviting you to come. I invited I'm inviting you, Holy Spirit, to come and um assuming that the listener is a believer, I'm asking you to fill this believer uh, with the Holy Spirit. If you, listener, have not yet received Christ, I'm still inviting the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Because I don't I don't have it's not me, it's him who has the power and the love to make this happen. And so just come Holy Spirit into the environment where the listener is listening to this podcast. Would you come right now? And I just want you to open your heart to just receive the Holy Spirit. Thank you. And Lord God, I just pray that you would unleash your power to heal and the listener today. Just unleash your healing power. And fill them with your love, Lord, that they would just experience you. 
Now, listener, I want you to, um, now, by the way, I've, I've had people be healed with just that, what we just did right now, like major shoulder pain, couldn't move their arm past 45 degrees, just the Holy Spirit coming in, unleashing the power to heal. Her, she went from 45 degrees to 90 degrees with no wow. pain. I mean, it, so, so maybe you've already been healed, but if you haven't already been healed with that, then, um, then I want you to just kind of whatever you're, you need healing for, if you, if it's something you can feel the pain, I want you to just kind of gauge that pain. And if it's a 10 or an eight or whatever, and just, just be aware of your physical body. And I'm going to ask you to close your eyes only so that you can just focus on how your body feels. Okay. And so Father God, I'm asking you to, um, to minister to this person and to give me the words to say, Lord, so that this would just be a blessing. I'm just speaking my voice with the authority that I have in Christ over your situation, over the pain. Put your hand where it hurts. If it's, if it's, if it's a physical thing, I want you to just put your hand or think about where it hurts. And I am speaking to that spot where you have your hand. And I'm saying, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I command all pain to go now in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever diagnosis you have, the name of Jesus is above that. So I'm speaking to that pain. I'm saying you must bow your knee because the name of Jesus is above all of that. And go now in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to evaluate, is your pain level the same? Has it improved? Do you feel something in you? Some people will be like, well, I'm just feeling peace or I'm feeling this. And so I want you to just for yourself, whatever it is that you're feeling, I want you to just thank the Lord for it. So Father God, we praise you and we thank you and we give you all the glory for what this person is feeling right now. We thank you and we ask you to continue to bless that. We bless what you're doing in this person's heart, life, and where this pain is or this healing is needed. And we speak to the rest of the pain. If you're not entirely healed, you can even go back over this again and again. I command all pain to go now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command that area to be healed and restored in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, if it is blind eyes or an ear that is doesn't have an eardrum or some organ that's missing... Father God, I'm asking you to pour out your power on that person to create what's missing, to complete them in the name of Jesus Christ. But I speak to the spirit of pain and the spirit of affliction, and I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I command all pain to go in the name of Jesus Christ, and I command that area to be healed in the name of Jesus. Now, I don't know how you're feeling, that may be complete complete healing. If it's not, go back and play it again until you're, until you're healed. And if you come to an impasse where you're no longer feeling improvement, I would encourage you to go back to the forgiveness thing because, like I said, like the lady's knee, the, the pain was almost gone, but there was somebody that she needed to forgive. And it was big. It was like a whole lifetime kind of a deal and affected her kids and da-da-da-da. And, and so go back. And, it, and do go through the, the deep forgiveness and then play the healing part again. And then DM Callie and let her know. Yeah. yeah. And also, too, 
we just thought about this um if you have a church that you go to and they do talk about the holy spirit see if they have a deliverance ministry if that's something the lord is putting on your heart my church has it i didn't even know that was a thing (laughs) and it's nothing scary it's nothing like i went to it was an inner healing session but there's a i think there's a little bit of deliverance involved and it was nothing crazy at all yeah. so that's so and 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 i would um if as far as just like finding that freedom on your own i think the best place to start is to ask the lord to reveal the lies that you've believed because when we believe a lie that that just lets all sorts of things in mm-hmm. so when we when we re- repent from our sin number one but but when we believe a lie it affects everything and so it changed my life about four years ago i think in october when I asked the Lord to reveal every lie that I had believed, we don't know we believed a lie or we wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so we have to ask him to like reveal it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, it was like 15 minutes later, he revealed a lie. And I was like, oh, why was I even thinking that? Mm-hmm. And it just became like, it, so it's kind of a lifestyle. I'm still saying replace the lies with the truth. Because once we replace with the lies with the truth, then it loosens the grip that evil has over us. Mm-hmm. And then it and it can just go. And and also remember that perfect love casts out fear. Fear is from the enemy. So that's like that is a form of deliverance. Just receiving the father's love can be the deliverance you need because the perfect love casts out fear. The Bible says if you still have fear, you haven't been perfected in love. So make more room for the love of the father in your heart and receive the love of the father. And that may be all you need to go through the deliverance that you need for now. So there's like, there's like the drive-through deliverance and then there's like the camping deliverance, you know, yeah, there's like the deeper yeah. stuff. But like in the Lord's prayer, we say deliver us from evil. Mm-hmm. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Well, he wants to, but there, it's, a, it's, a, it's a participation sport. Yeah. There's something we got to let go of and reject and release and break. And, you know, for me, it's been everything from the Masonic things to the generational, you know, bondage of, you know, sexual sin um, to just, you know, believing that if I say, Lord, your will be done, something bad was going to happen. Like, where'd that come from? That's not true. When I say, Lord, your will be done, something exciting is going to happen. You know, yeah. something adventurous. It's awesome. So, so the lies can be just so tricky and that's that's what they did but they keep us from living the fullness that he came to give us mm-hmm. yes yes the freedom which is perfect because we're on freedom ranch <laughs> which is the name of your ranch recording this episode is there anything else that you feel like the holy spirit is wanting you to say before we close out yeah i just want to tell you uh listener and callie everybody um that you're you're so loved you are so loved The Lord is not measuring you. He is receiving you. He is kissing you on the forehead. He is holding you in his arms. He will fall to the floor with you. And he will collect your tears. And then he will lift your chin. And he will give you a new name. And he will allow your reputation, his reputation to become your reputation through gradual transformation that comes from abiding in him. Be encouraged. Stand on the truth. This is a process. He's got this. He's good. He loves you. And um, it's going to be fun. Freedom is fun. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. 
everything's better. So be optimistic and don't, don't, um, you know, don't listen to the enemy, but listen to the father because his, his voice is one of, even if it's conviction, it's out of kindness, yeah. right? So listen, listen to the right voices and create an environment where he's welcome and free to be himself. Oh, so good. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It was amazing. I feel like we could record 10 of these. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. All right. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you have anything you ever want to just say, or if you had a really cool testimony happen, or if you accepted the Lord, whatever it is, you can always reach out to me on Instagram, Healthy Be Human Pod. And yeah, I'm here to support you. I'm here to just help you in any way. So always welcome to reach out. Have the best day. Continue to be amazing and the Lord has big plans for you. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.